Exodus chapter 2, chapter 3. Um, beautiful, beautiful passage of scripture. Um, children of Israel have been in captivity for quite some time. And um, Moses, God is raising up to be their deliverer. God uses some of the most peculiar people to do an amazing work for him. I wouldn't have chosen Moses. He complains. He got an anger problem. And he's a murderer on top of that. I wouldn't use him. But tell your neighbor grace. Grace. God will use people. Listen, whatever your past is, it is. But your past is preparing you for when God is taking you. Amen. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet. Yet, the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside. Now, tell your neighbor, urgency. urgency. And see this marvelous sight. Why the bush is not burnt up. Verse 4 says, When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. He said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near here. Remove your, from your feet. For the place on which you are standing. <laughs> The place in which you are standing is holy ground. I want to talk about this morning experiencing God part two. God, a God who's everywhere. A God who is everywhere. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Experiencing God. Experiencing God. Last week, we talked about God is making something of our lives. Not you, but God. God is everywhere. I'll explain that concept here in a minute. But how can we experience not just the God that's everywhere, but the God of the Bible? Our concept of God can be distorted, especially if we haven't truly experience him. 
The reason I have a God book is because many years ago, I started to see patterns in my life. I started to see myself go back to places and go through certain things that I had already been through. Wondering, why am I going through this again? So I begin to document, I begin to document my experiences with God. I, I was reading the Bible. I had a concept of what God was, but what I perceived in my mind and what I looked at in Scripture didn't match up. So I began to spend more time in the Word of God getting to know the God of the Bible. Saints, there are a lot of people who have an idea of who God is, but they don't know really who He is. A.W. Tozer put it this way, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing to us. Amen. In other words, when you think about God, whatever that picture is, that's the most important thing about, about God because here's the thing. In fact, we cannot rise no higher than what we think about God. Come on, help me. In other words, if you think God is this man that sits up there and judges everybody, then you can't move past where you are. If you think God is a God who just punishes, then you can't move past, come on somebody, where you are. So our thoughts about God, our thinking about God is what's most important. Because when I think about God, I can't even fathom, I cannot... Sometimes it, it can drive you crazy when you're trying to figure out who this God is. And, and oftentimes people want to experience God, but they want to experience God through feelings. Purely on feelings. If it feels good. If the choir sings good, today and I feel it oh I, I, I've had an experience with God but can I tell you something God is everywhere now let me explain that let me explain that now you know about God's omnis but do you have a strong definition of what omnipresent means omnipresent means all present this term means that God is capable of being everywhere at the same time. It means his divine presence fills the whole universe. His divine presence fills, he fills time, space, everything. Anything you can fathom, you can see God in it. He fills it because he's God. Now, this should not be confused with pantheism. Pantheism suggests that, that, that God is synonymous with the universe itself. But no, that's not it. God made the universe. Are you with me? God 
God who is all powerful but everywhere at the same time. Why? Because God is not limited to time. I'm talking about experiencing God. I'm talking about experiencing God. Watch this. To God, the past is as real as the present. I'm going to say it one more time. To God, the past is as, watch this, as real as it was happening in the present. Oh, shucks. Watch this. The future is as certain as the past. So God sees, this is how God sees, past, present, and future all at the same time. Right now, it's happening, and he can look at it backwards. He can start from here. He can start from there. He can start from the middle. He knows what's going to happen in your life. He knows what you're thinking right now. He knows us. Amen. Everything in this universe relies on him. Amen. If God didn't wake up this morning, <laughs> amen, amen, nothing would move. It would still be nighttime for us. Are you with me? And, and, and the reason I'm talking about this, the reason I'm, I'm giving you this definition is because you have to understand as we move into Moses' story, from chapter 1 to chapter 2, there are years in between the two chapters. Moses, who grew up at a tough time, Pharaoh was killing all the babies. You could say he had a rough life for a few minutes. He was pushed down the Nile River and ended up in the pagan palace. He went from being poor to rich overnight. And not only that, but watch this. His mother was paid to nurse him. Tell me God ain't in control. See, we look at bad circumstances, but God can take those bad circumstances and he can turn it around for our good. As a matter of fact, he is working it out for our good. That's if you believe that he's everywhere. So if he is everywhere, he was there when you messed up. <laughs> and, and that's just I ain't talking about om, omniscience I ain't talking about that yet all knowing so if God is everywhere and he knows everything I can't really lie to him so when I pray I have to be what? honest Moses grew up in the palace matter of fact the Bible says in chapter 2 chapter 2 when he ran all right, he killed an Egyptian boy. He saw an Egyptian, a Hebrew fighting, and he went in, and with his anger, he killed, committed murder. Then he's on the run. He gets over to the Midianites, to the Midianites. In that place, the Bible says in verse 19, so they said, an Egyptian delivered us. Now, here's the thing. Moses, who was a Jew, Grew up as an Egyptian. Trying to help you. You can't change who you are. And you can't hide it either. 
Lord, help me somebody. And so even though culturally he was indoctrinated, deep down in his heart, he was a Jew. Amen. He comes to the other side of the mountain. He kills the Egyptian. He's on the run. And on the run, he's running away for his life. And he stays in the wilderness on the other side of Egypt for 40 years. 40 years and he becomes not an Egyptian. He becomes a shepherd. Can you imagine? Can I ask a question? How many of you are on the run? <laughs> How many of you are running from God? Or running from your responsibilities. Or running for... You can't run from him. Because you will run right into him. Eventually. Do I have a witness? You may not want to accept it right now. This church stuff. This, this, but I want to say something to you. You and I, eventually we will run right into him. Moses is running... One day, let, let me let me say this. What Moses, God gave us the emotion of anger. But Moses used unrighteous anger rather than righteous anger to deal with that situation. But the problem with Moses is that he never dealt with his anger issues. But he still had an assignment from God. Can I help you with something? We all have an assignment from God. But in order for us to live out that assignment, you have to have an experience with him. He's making something. Remember I told you last week? He's, he's got you on the, on the wheel. He is the potter, you are the clay. He's shaping your life. Things that's going on, the hurts, the pains, the problems, the predicaments, all, all these things that keep happening to you. And you keep saying, why me? But can I tell you something? It's part of the making process. You know, and let me say this. Sometimes it can be painful. But don't get to the point where you stop believing in God. Moses, 40 years as a fugitive. 40 years on the run. My question is, when God appeared to him, did God forgive him of his sins? Did, God, did, 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 he, did he make restitution for his crime? I tell you, David, that's grace. God will take a murderer, a fugitive, and reveal himself to him to the point, watch this, where he becomes the deliverer of Israel. Could it be that God is raising you up to be the deliverer of your family? Oh, not my family. Tell you never, nothing is too hard for God. Absolutely nothing. The way you feel now Amen. Keep living. Because when you experience God, you'll realize that nothing 
It's too hard for him. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch the text. Watch this. Watch this. Let's look at, let's look at chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro. His father-in-law. He had gotten married. He had moved on with his life. He had a child. You know what I mean? He, you know, he named his child after him running. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Right? The priest of the Midian. And, and, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness. Tell your neighbor geographical will. Geographical will. God knows where he wants you. Amen. You want to live on the east side. But he wants you on the what? West side. <laughs> See, what happens to us is the reason we're not experiencing God is because we're going in a different direction. See, we're not in the locational will of God. Watch this. This mountain was called the mountain of God. Isn't that interesting? Now watch this. Moses knew nothing about God because he grew up as an Egyptian. He learned a pagan religion. And so what I'm saying is, amen, that God can take all of your bad experiences. Romans 8, 28. He causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God. Come on, help me somebody. And call and are called to his purposes. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Text says, and he led the flock to the west side of the what? Wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. What a place to meet God. <laughs> what a place to meet God. So symbolically, the church <laughs> is the mountain. Come on, help me somebody. I remember the day I walked through those church doors, man. And I met him at his mountain. Have you experienced him yet? Come on, y'all. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch the text. Let, 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 me, let me say, you know what's interesting about Moses' relationship with the Midians? The Midians are the ones who helped Balak. Balak hire Balaam to curse Israel. They were also instrument, instrumental in leading watch this, the Israelites astray. I'm fit to help you with something. You ready? Stop hanging out in the enemy's camp and think God won't bless you. Stop getting comfortable, amen, where, where watch this, where, where you're only Interest is creature comforts. He's hanging with the wrong people. He didn't belong there, but he thought he belonged there because he had time in there. 40 years. After 40 years, you're like, man, my life is settled in. But there's something deep down inside of you that says this just doesn't feel. This doesn't feel right. This this, this, it's just something about where I am. Anybody with me? Yeah. Here he is living in the place where he's not supposed to be. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch, watch, watch what it says. It says he came to the mountain of God. Verse 2, it says, and the angel 
the Lord appeared to him in a what? This ain't the first time you went up there. See, you never know when you come to church when you're going to have this experience. But here's the thing. You don't even have to wait for God to come to church to have this experience now. Because you can have this experience in your home. You can have it in your home. You can have it in your house. You can have it at the job. You can have it while you're in the store. See, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a what? Blazing fire from the midst of the what? The bush. So, how do we experience God? Okay. Write this down somewhere. The fire is the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, that's the fire is who? The Holy Spirit. Whatever you see fire, right, is the Holy Spirit. That's symbolic of the Holy Spirit, right? So, so, so what I want to help somebody with this morning, because see, you've been looking for God. You've been like reading all kinds of books and you've been doing your little, I don't know what you've been doing. You've been doing <laughs> You've been doing some stuff. But you ain't been picking this up. See, you ain't been getting this. This is the God we're looking for. We're not looking for the God in the book, the shack. Or the secret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, son. You're ready. You know you're ready. You know you read the secret, though. Oh. Oprah. A book club, you know, you part of that. You can't find Iyana, Vanza. You can't find her in your Roby religion. You have to find him in here. Amen. So, so, but watch this. Watch this. Ready for this? God isn't as complex as we think he is. Watch this. Give me a prayer point. You can experience God through what? Oh, it's just so deep, Pastor. Oh, my gosh. I need an experience with God. Hit the blind for me. Right now, just that one, okay? Because I don't want it all open because y'all going to be looking outside the cars. <laughs> I already know. I already know what we do. I look at the sky. Amen. Look at the sky. I, from, from where you sit, just like, <laughs> you can see it. I right, close the fast, but <laughs> general revelation. Yes, Listen, you don't have to go far. God says, "Look at the moon. Look at the stars." What you were praying the other day? What'd you say? How the world turns on the what? On an axis, what? At a 90 degree angle. Watch this. We're one inch from the sun, we're going to burn up. Tell you that, you can experience God by just looking around. General revelation. Watch this. 
Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power, His divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I don't need no sugar with a wooga wooga booga to see God. Come on now. Just look outside. Look outside. Pay attention. God has been speaking to you. Yes, Your bush is right in front of you and it's blazing up and you can't even see it because you're looking for feeling. That's right. And God said, pay attention to the facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact is, I'm holding this world in my hand. I got it. I got it. And I got you. And guess what? Whatever you're going through today, I can help you. My hands are big. Thank you, God. Yes, sir. I see through you. Yes, sir. I know your heart. Yes, sir. Come on and help me, somebody. Come on and help me, somebody. Come on and help me, somebody. Here at the burning bush, we see God's people, watch it, symbolically on fire in the furnace of affliction. Because they had cried out to him and he's getting ready to send his deliverer. Keep calling. Keep asking. Deliver me, Lord. Bring me through, Lord. And he will raise up in your life. A deliverer who will bring you through. Listen, people going out to the sweat lodges and paying big money to sit out there and sweat. You know, you know what they call it, right? Cleansing. I'm going to leave that out. I'm going to You can cleanse your body, but if your heart ain't clean, you're just the same person. Just with a little less toxins in your body. General revelation. The birds. Simple things that we don't appreciate. Listen. General, he says, from the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his divine power has been clearly seen and understood. So God says, if you want to understand me, just pay attention. Stop looking to what man is trying to create and look at what I have created. Watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this. If we're going to experience God, we have to pay attention to what he's already done. With his name. The most common things are the things that you can see God in. General revelation. And he did it like that because he knew that we were depraved and we wouldn't understand any other revelation 
So along with special, along with general revelation, he put inside of you a God conscience. Oh yeah. He put a chip in you. Not a chip on your shoulder, a chip in you. That's why you ask questions like, where did I come from? Where am I going when I die? What's my purpose in life? That's why you're asking all these questions because it's leading you to him. Are you with me? Watch the text. It's in the text. Experience God through what? General revelation. Watch the text now. Text says in verse 2, it says the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of the what? And what did he do? He looked. Now, now he had been there before. Tell you never you gotta pay attention. How many times you came to church and missed God? All right. Seriously, like you just you were you were you on your phone. I told you, put it in airplane mode. Amen. We're looking at the scores and whatever else. He looked and behold, the bush was what? Burning with what? Yet. Yet. That's some deep stuff, right? So you ready? You ready for the second word to experience God? Give it to me. Special revelation is the word of God. But special revelation was written by that fire that was burning. That's the Holy Spirit. So in order for you to experience God, you got to open that thing up and you got to start reading it. And all of a sudden, he's going to just pop off the page. <laughs> and you're going to be like, wow. That thing been burning down. Come on a minute. And with special revelation, it's stuff like walking on water. Yeah. Yeah. You see on. what I'm saying? Open up blind eyes. Yeah. Healing hearts. Yeah. Come on, you're reading, right? Yeah. Bush burning, but not burning up. <laughs> see, you have to see it through the lenses of the Word of God. And when you start seeing it through the Word of God, I promise you, your life is going to begin to change. Because now you're moving with special revelation along with general revelation, and you're having an experience right now. See this bird, this, the bush is burning. This special revelation, he didn't have a Bible, y'all. So God had to use that particular miracle to change his mind. But we have the Bible now that we can read the record and say, God, where is my burning bush? Show me my burning bush. And when you read this and you stand on it and you live it, all of a sudden you start looking different yes, yes, thinking yes, different yes. believing differently you're not basing your Christian life and your experience on God on experience emotion but on the word of God and as you read it and as you pray it back to God as you say, God, I stand on your promises. Your word says you will never leave me nor forsake me. You said that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. When you start spitting out scripture, is burning but it ain't burning up that's special that's special the Lord showed me something yesterday man it was so special right he said take no money you know, you know I pray because I'm praying about the death <laughs> and this Luke chapter 9 he took me to Luke chapter 9 he said listen don't take no money bag don't take no money he said just trust me man I got you and that's how God deals with yes, me, right? Yes. He speaks to me in real language. Yes, so, yes, so the special revelation for me, when I read the Bible, listen, when I wasn't saved, I couldn't read a word. Come on now. Amen. Okay, it meant nothing to yes, me. Yeah. But watch this. When I can read it and be comforted in it Come on and now. be done with it, yeah. I, I, I'm done worrying. I'm done tripping. Come on now. Because when I read the word, yes, the sir. word just like, okay, I'm done. Yes, sir. If God says it, yes, that's simple. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrows, able to judge the thoughts. And listen, I can, you know, I'm getting old, I can halfway remember halfway stuff. Come on, I don't know what, what's going on, but guess what? But when it comes down to that word, it seems like I never forget it. So it's got to be special. Come on. The burning bush is that, and the fire, fire of the Holy Spirit, burning bush is that special revelation. You read something and it's like fire. Jeremiah says it's like, whoa, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. Are you with me? We have the Bible. And if we read it, if we read it, we will see him in it. Watch this. Next, next, next. I gotta move on. Verse three. So Moses said, "What?" Moses talking to himself. Moses said, "I must." Let me tell you what the must is. It's in the imperative mood. It's not only a command, but it's an urgency. He says, I must. I must do what? I must do what? I must, I must, I must, I must do what? To see why the bush not burned up. We miss God's activity yeah. by failing to turn aside right. from following our own agenda. Yeah. Oh, Give me the point. 
directions by changing what? Some of you just got your own agenda, man. You see it. It's bright. But we won't turn in his direction. God is asking you to take a different direction in life. God is asking you to surrender to him. God is asking you to, come on, man, turn. What else I got to do to cause you to turn? Do you want turbulence to turn or do you want to just turn voluntarily? Let me just ask you. Can I say, when you read, listen, how can you get direction you ain't reading the word? Come on, man. You must just pay attention to the sky. Huh? Seriously, like, like God is saying, come on, man, where's the urgency? Yeah, yeah. Listen, we cannot continue in our own direction and join God at the same time. That's right. Wow. Amen. That's right. How can you experience him when you're not going the same direction as him? Yeah. And he's saying to us, turn. When God reveals himself, you have to decide what you're going to do. That's right. What you're going to do? <laughs> Keep living the way you are now or change the course of your life? All right, that's Most people get revelation and still decide to go in a different direction. Yes. Oh, Pastor preached today. Oh, he said some deep stuff. Oh, I heard it. Oh, yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah, I got that point. I got that other point. I got the other point after that point. But guess what? I'm still going in my direction. God is saying, yo, change direction. Yo, I went way back. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. If you, watch this. How can you experience him only on your terms? attention to the words. When the Lord alright now first of all the word Lord in the text is the pre-incarnate Christ that's Jesus okay in this text that's Jesus when the Lord what he turned hold on a minute what, what if? Let's just say what if. Let's do a what if for me, right? What if he didn't have the urgent the urgency to turn in that direction? What if he said, you know what, next week, next week I'll join church. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've been coming so long, you just, you just put, <laughs> next week I'm going to join. And you keep putting it off every week, right? Would he have had that experience again? We don't know. But we do know that when you do it, what will happen? That's right. Amen. What happened? Amen. He experienced God. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Lord. The text says, and the what? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God. God did what? Called him. Watch this. 
You have the the, the son. You have the father. You have the father. You have the son, and you have the what? All present where? Give me the next point. Come on, shout. Somebody shout. Do something. Make some noise. Do something. Shout on that one. What do you You can't experience him if you don't even believe in the Trinity. Yes. Yes. God gave you the Holy Spirit. He gave you the word. Now you are set apart through salvation as holy. So now you can connect to the holy. To the only wise God. To the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Without the Trinity, you have no experience. And oftentimes, people are counterfeiting it. So they're laying out a whole lot of emotional things. Lights. Come on. Camera. So they pump you up with that music. Oh yeah, they give you yeah. some good, good music. Put you in a trance. Uh-huh. Come on now. Yeah. Get you all Talk geeked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it feels. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. Yes. Now let's pray and go home. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You did not experience the Trinity. That's right. Yes, Lord. You cannot. Experience God if you don't believe in the truth. That's right. Three yeah. in one. That's right. That's right. All of them being God. Yes. Yes. But can I help you something? Help us. Let me tell you a secret. You want a secret? Yes. Y'all ready? Yes. Tell your neighbor, shh. Tell your neighbor, listen. Yes. You and I. You and I have the third person. Come on. In us. That's right. That's right. Amen. You already got half of the Trinity. Come on now. That's right. Because when you get saved, immediately, the Holy Spirit comes yes. inside of you. Yes. Until the day of redemption. Now all you got to do is learn about Jesus and God. And you can experience God through the Trinity. The word Lord there for Jesus is the word Yahweh. The word for God there is Elohim. There's a big difference. So there's Yahweh. Yahweh is how it's pronounced because you can't say the vowels. That's right. Because to say the vowels would be the disrespect. That's right. That's right. So it's Yahweh and Elohim. 
Watch this. You can't experience God without the Trinity. You need the Trinity. Watch this. Watch what he said. He said, he said, he said, he said, when the Lord saw this, then Jesus said, all right, er, yeah, it's good. 24. Yeah, he's wanted. <laughs> because then God what? Then God spoke. See? From the midst of the what? Holy Spirit. Watch this. Watch this. Right there. I'm coming to close. I promise you. I promise you I'm coming to close. Watch this. And he said what? Moses. Moses. He says, here I am. He'll call your name, y'all. Mm. He knew your mama was going to call you Alice and Mercedes. Come on, <laughs> man. He did. And Hennessy is Jim Beam and, and Blunt. You know, you call your kid Blunt. Smoke so much weed, you call your kid Paper. We did some strange things. We did some strange things. I promise you, we do some crazy things. Especially when we ain't saved. And we think it's cute. And then your child gotta go to school. What's up, blood? Mark your child and he gotta get a name change. Don't wanna help me, will you? Teaching. Notice. God called his name how many times? Twice. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? How many times he got called on Come on. Oh, Lord. I Open his ears. Let him hear you, Lord. Answer, man. Yes, sir. Twice. He's been calling you. And 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 you said, I want to experience you. He said, I've been calling you. He can't text you. That's right. He could. Oh, he could. You didn't even ask him your text. Uh. <laughs> What's the name for? Here's the point of D. Experience God by answering. Moses is about to become Israel's deliverer. When you don't answer, you're holding somebody else up. Somebody's deliverance is tied into you because you got the influence to bring them out. That's my God. That's right. Yes, Lord. Like, when are you gonna answer? Oh, I got. Oh, you know, when I finish this, or when I do that, or when things get better like that. No, 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 no. Just answer. Yo, you're running. Yeah. 
Yeah. I keep going back to the yellow thing. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and they call you twice. Look, don't let me call your name one more time. <laughs> what if he had listen? What if he had to call him the third time? He wasn't playing with him. Uh -huh. You know when your mama say, well, don't let me call don't let, don't let me call your name one more time. The shoe gonna come across his room. Yes, sir. I didn't hear you. My kids always say, Oh, I didn't know you called me that. It sounded like you were calling mama. What? <laughs> How did faith and baby sound the same? I don't understand. I don't understand that. And I still don't understand. I said, Baby, that you call me when I'm calling my wife, she's answering. When I say faith, she's like, Oh, I thought you were calling mama. <laughs> Selective here. Like seriously, it sound the same. It sound the same. How many times did he call you? You be like, huh? Yeah. He called you. He called me. Remember when your kids, when your siblings, right, and then your mom called you like, no, she ain't calling me. She called you. You know what you did. <laughs> Look, and both of y'all guilty, but you're like, you know what you did. Yeah. No, I think she's calling you for real. <laughs> <laughs> then both of y'all come in. Oh. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? And so yeah, when God calls, why would we hesitate? Answer the call. Listen, you know your calling is one of the most important things to your life. Because with the Holy Spirit in you, he's given you a gift. Watch this. I'm almost done. Every time you serve or do what he has called you to do, you will experience him. Every time I come to this church and preach, right now I'm up on that mountain right now. I have an experience with him. I'm not preaching in self. Sometimes I don't even have written that. Yeah. So it has to be God. Yeah. But I'm experiencing him right now. Yeah. And when you do what he's called you to do, you will have the same experience. When you're faithful to your calling, let me just hang there for a minute. What was that? Well, what I've been called to do? You've been called to serve? <laughs> You've been called to be faithful. You've been called to show up. And if you master that, then God's going to give you a little bit more. How can I trust you with more if you don't handle the little? The little. I mean the little. Stewards your time. Oh, man. But you know what people come to church for? They come to church out of curiosity, not calling. You know why they come because of curiosity? Because the bush is burning. Oh, all right. All right. They're like, wow. Yeah. I see that bush burning. Yeah. Like, Who's his shirt? Kind of suit. You know what I mean? It's just burning. You look good, by the way, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all. I'm sorry. It's all. You know, they're 
curiosity. You know what I mean? You yeah, come yeah. because of cur- curiosity. You're like, man, it's burning, but I don't think I can. Um, <laughs> That's why you don't stay around after church. Whoa. You tell me you're going to Yeah, I'm like, whoa. We, we can't even see your license plate. You pull out of here so fast. That's good. It's called Conocia. It's where we gather together. We love on each other and talk to each other. And hey, what's going on? And you know, we have the little the, the, the football thing going, but I'm saying we're talking and we're getting to know each other. That's right. But when you like, like. A suspect. Go. I'm out. That's that big box church model. I want to help me now. Amen. Amen. Because guess what? If I get too close to you, I'm going to get to know you. That's right. That's right. Amen. But when you got something to hide. Yeah. Amen. You don't want nobody getting close to you now. Cause if I get closer, I'm gonna find out some things. Thanks, yeah. See, yeah. I, I, no, I don't find it. Don't get, but look, don't get in your car with you. Oh no! You gotta put up the ashtray. And... testify to you and say, Amen. I've been through that. Yes, sir. This is how God delivered me. Yes, sir. Verse 5. Now, I'm going to do a whole piece on this, but I'm just going to give you the point. Verse 5, we go on. Then he said, Oh, man, I called you. But you got to come to me, correct? Uh, <laughs> don't think you can come to God's church half step. Yeah. Yeah. Half cop. Yeah. Just any kind of way. 
Watch. It's in the text. He says, don't come near here now. <laughs> yes. Can I, can I say something about this? Yes. yes. For the life of me, I, it, it baffles me how people will wait till they pull up in the parking lot. They've been fighting all week <laughs> with their spouse, with their kids, whatever. They come in here and rather than being happy. Come on now. 